Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the show and welcome back to another amazing episode with another powerhouse woman I just can't wait to introduce you to. Shelly was somebody who I just knew I had to connect with. She omits that healthy lifestyle that I love, all the things I love to share on this podcast and on social with you. Shelly says, your health can be holding you back from your next level of wealth. I love that she mentioned that. She also says, stop sacrificing yourself for your career. We talked a ton about pivoting your career, maybe just what the doctor ordered. She shared some amazing personal stories that really woke her up to what was really important in her life. I know you're going to connect so much with her on this episode. It's a juicy one. And we also dove into the power of podcasting. As you know, or maybe you don't, I have become your go-to girl for starting your damn podcast. The Start Your Damn Podcast course is now live and ready for you to consume if you have been thinking about or wanting to start your own podcast. I feel podcasting is a way to connect deeper with your voice and to connect your voice to your personal brand. Do I think everybody needs a podcast to grow a personal brand? No, but I definitely think I've found my voice through connecting with others on my podcast. And also it's an invitation for people to get to know you, like you, and trust you on a much deeper level than they would just by consuming you on social media. The podcast platform is also something that you own versus Instagram that we technically quote unquote rent. So in the grand scheme of marketing, a podcast can be your one stop to growing your personal brand on a higher level. So we dove into that a little bit about how Shelly started her podcast and the reason behind that. And also we gave a lot of insight as to how we've maneuvered through starting a podcast and don't think it was easy for either of us. We both had the same insecurities when it came to who wants to hear us, what will we have to say, Um, all the same fears that I'm sure you might be having if you are thinking about starting your podcast. So if you have any questions, you know, you can always reach out to me on social, shoot me a DM. You can always text me at 619-332-3045. If you have any questions around the podcast, um, but yeah, we've got a lot of exciting things coming up over on jessicabergio.com. So if you want to learn more about any of the upcoming events, like the retreat, um, the in-person breathwork sessions that are going to be available soon, more about the podcast show and, or starting your damn podcast, just head over to jessicabergio.com to learn more. And as always, this podcast is here for you. I'm bringing you along on everything I'm exploring and growing into in this next season of my life. As I stepped away from behind the chair and full-time into the podcast space. It has become my new home that I'm slightly unfamiliar with fully, but I am embracing the new and accepting the challenges as they come. So any support around this podcast means the absolute world to me. If you love this episode or any previous episodes you've tuned into, it would mean the world if you took one quick second to leave a rating or review over wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, and just help me get the message out to more people around believing in themselves a little bit more than they might already right now and flipping the script on your life. What got you here won't get you there. I know that listening to these episodes will help you unlock your fullest potential and I can't wait to see what that's going to be. So let's dive in. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. I'm super excited for today's guest, my newfound friend in Scottsdale here. Um, Shelly, welcome to the show. How are you? 
I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I am very much looking forward to this after we were just, you know, chatting before we got started. I know. I feel like it's funny. Sometimes I forget to hit record and I get into like juicy conversations with my guests, especially if we've kind of like been checking each other out on social. And and sometimes, you know, like you said this to me, you see someone, you're like, oh, we're going to vibe. Like you're into health and fitness. It's a huge backbone to how you show up in life. And that's one of the things I connected with you on. So I was like super excited to have you on today because of my own passion for that being the foundation to kind of everything else that's worked out for me in my life. And it's a way that I keep myself sane, especially in motherhood and all the things. So I see that you have that background. What is it about fitness that keeps you coming back for more? Because I think a lot of people look at that healthy part of their life as, as challenging and something that doesn't get as much attention as everything else. No, it's so true. Well, there's, there's like a couple like significant times in life where it really hit me. The first one was actually when I was 24. So graduated, you know, ASU, I got hired on, I was a financial advisor. I built up this book of business, right? So I was like, think boiler room, you know, the, the, the bullpen, I'm making 400 dials a day doing everything, but I built a book of business. I was managing zero to 17 million in just over two years. So I was like a machine going, going, going. Well, at that time, I actually got engaged to my husband, my now husband. Um, We bought a house and I had just stepped down from that job to take on a new role. Well, my body was like, enough is enough. This is way too much stress. You are doing nothing for your health, even at 24, because we all think we're invincible at that time. And I weakened my immune system so much that I actually went blind in my left eye. So it is, uh, that was kind of step number one of like, okay, you have to take care of yourself, even though you want to go in business and you want to do all of these amazing things, even when you're young, you still have to take care of your health. And so even to this day, I'm, I'm blind in my left eye. And, um, that was kind of the first one that led me to like really kind of understanding stress while I was still at this point, climbing the corporate ladder, doing all of that stuff. After having my daughter, which was my second, I just was like, whose body is this? What is going on? Like, I feel horrible. I look horrible. I have no confidence. What is going on? And I tend to operate in extremes and maybe you can relate with this. I went into fitness competitions. So, I mean, I did the crash core, you know, diets of six weeks, zero carbs, endless cardio, all the things. While my body looked pretty great, I felt horrible like disastrous inside. And I'm like, there has to be a better way. And so, you know, through a lot of learning coaches, um, courses, different things, I have created a way to not only like look healthy and good, but actually feel healthy and accelerate my business growth because I feel better. So that's kind of the two things that have really brought health at the forefront of of everything in my life. Cause I totally agree with you on that. It's crazy because yes, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you might know that I also competed in bodybuilding competitions way back when also as a way to start to love my body and to get into better shape. Now, extremes of anything are going to be extreme on your body, obviously, right? And extreme on your mental health, extreme on every level. And sometimes I think in life, it takes an extreme change to have different results, right? If we keep doing the same thing, we're going to get the same results. So you waking up one day, not recognizing the body you're in, not understanding, you know, what's really going on after having children too. I think anyone listening can fully relate to that. Even if you have a decent bounce back, 
um, your body's different. Your, your mental health is different and there's just different things that you need to address. And while I think the sport of bodybuilding is amazing and it definitely takes dedication, um, it's not sustainable for an everyday, I think human to show up and really operate from. So, um, I know I was geeking out on all your stuff too. I was like, she looks healthy. Like you have a healthy mindset, things you speak about, healthy lifestyle and and you look healthy. Right. And that's the thing. It's not, not just about looking it, it's about feeling it from the inside. And I'm sure you could probably think back to a time during business that, like you said, even though on the outside, it looked amazing. The book of business was thriving. Everything numbers wise was looking good. You, something happened that you went blind in one eye. Like, I think if that fragility of the things that we have doesn't like land with somebody listening right now, I don't know what does because nobody wants to get to a point where something like that happens. And it's funny for me, the last couple of days, my eye has been twitching and I know for me, at least I have enough, um, supplement knowledge to know that my B vitamins are low whenever like I have like nerves or twitching or something like that. I've had too much caffeine or I've drank too much alcohol. Or I haven't got enough sleep. Um, but all that to say, I still got a coffee sitting on my desk. I still had a glass of wine last night. It's like, sometimes it takes something extreme to happen to us in order to actually make some changes and implement that into our life. Right. So can you think back? I mean, I know that this, this happened would you say that was like the pivot shift of you kind of reframing everything that you had going on and kind of deciding what was more important than something else? Because once you have kids, I'm sure you weren't able to work to the capacity you were working before you had your kids, right? You know, gosh, there's so many ways I could answer this because when I look back to that time when I when I actually went blind is I had I literally had such a chip on my shoulder because everyone told me you can't do it, right? I came out of college. I remember everyone's like, oh yeah, you're going to get a job for like 24,000. Like it's your starter job. And I was like, no way. That's horrible. Like I'm going to go get better. Like I don't, I don't agree with that. And so then I found this role and it was kind of like a family thing, but you start out with salaried and then they, you, you literally replace your salary with your book of business. So if you don't make enough money, like you're out. And I saw this happening. I just drove so hard to succeed that it like nothing else mattered. And that is, I mean, that's definitely a characteristic that I've carried over. I'm, I'm a, a competitor in, in horseback riding and just kind of anything, just major competitor. So I'm like going to win at all costs. And unfortunately the cost was my eyesight. And I think you're right in the sense that sometimes we have to get that slap. Like I look at it now, like that truly happened for me. It, I didn't say this in the beginning. I was very much like, it was, it was a slap in the face. Right. But I needed that because I wasn't stopping. And so if I didn't get that like kind of health scare, it could have been so much worse. And like, even now I think back to that all the time when I'm, when we're growing our contracting business or working with the kids or we have stuff with the horses and and the podcast and everything. And I'll feel that stress come up and I'm like, well, pull it back, Shelly. Like, okay, what can I control in the situation? You know, because I'd start worrying and thinking and strategizing on how to get to the point where I want, where I'm like, okay, let's step back and control the controllables. And so that has really stuck with me when it came to losing my eyesight. And, you know, one of the things that I do remember very distinctly with my eyesight is I gosh, I remember it. I remember exactly where I was standing, who I was talking to, the conversation. She looked at me and she was like, what are you going to do? 
this is after I had like returned back to work after losing my eyesight. And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? I'm going to move on. Like I am going to continue forward. And so that was a very pivotal point in my life because, you know, the event that I compete in with horses, it's very physical. It's not like just, um, more pleasure. It's, it's very fun, but it's very physical. I had to learn how to do stuff. I had to learn how to put makeup back on with one eye. I had to learn how to drive with one eye. I had to learn how to ride my horses with one eye. Like there are things that I had to relearn, but I did never let it stop me. Never. I mean, I, I can't play catch. I will say that I have no depth perception. So if like my husband plays catch with the kids, not me. Um, I am a good cheerleader though. That's awesome. That's fair. And it, it is true. And you know, you hear a lot of people have stories like this of something somewhat tragic that happened to them in order for them to wake up and see the way they've been operating isn't something that's sustainable. I have a girlfriend, Jackie Service, who um, that's happened to her about seven, eight years ago. She had a brain tumor and she was running very high level HR and it just woke her up to the point where she recognized how she'd been operating was at a level, a stress level that wasn't sustainable and it created a brain tumor. And after she recovered from that, she was able to see like, this isn't how I can continue on. So, you know, implementing things to help <clears throat> bring that stress level down. I know you talk a lot about how our health can be holding us back from our next level of wealth. Can you speak to that in, in regards to what you've seen happen, maybe with people you've worked with or, or how you guys have even run your business? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's something that, you know, it's hard to see it. And the, the transition is it's all mindset because so often when we're building our business or growing our business or climbing that corporate ladder, cause I get it. That's a very stressful situation. I, I would say almost more than, than, um, running a business is we're so focused on the goal that we sacrifice ourselves. We don't have time for ourselves in our schedule. We'll take care of it once we reach these milestones, right? Once I get this promotion, once the kids are older, like all of these things were like, once then, it never happens. And we keep pushing ourselves down and down and down. Meanwhile, like we're gaining weight. We're not sleeping as well. We're have negative self-talk, right? I had a client that would see herself in, in like her computer reflection or the window in her office running a multi-million dollar practice, right? And she say very negative things to her, like fat ass, like you, just horrible things. And I'm like, okay, we have to scale it back and make sure that we take care of ourselves. Once she and others and me start making that transition of like, wait a minute, if I want to be more confident on this business call, if I want to build a stronger business, I need to show up better. Showing up better doesn't always mean more success. It means feeling confident in your clothes. It means having energy outside of coffee. Like it means actually eating real food. These are the things that can actually fuel your brain, eliminate the brain fog, get better sleep at night so that you can perform better. There is no way. It's like gas. I always give this analogy. If I am going to drive to San Diego from Scottsdale, depending upon your speed, it's five or six hours. But if I fill it up to a quarter tank and I'm like, okay, here we go. I got five hours on the road and I'm there. You're, you're not even going to make it. You're going to be on the side of the road broken. And it's 98 degrees today. And that would not be very fun. Right. That's like you going on your day, having a cup of coffee, being like, oh, I'll eat later. I'll get it later. And then at, you know, three o'clock, you're like, man, I'm really tired and I still have a meeting and I got to get the kids home and I still have all these things to do. I'll just go get another coffee, 
right? So you just put another quarter tank in your, in your gas tank. And then you're expected to run another four hours and you can't, you crash, your engine blows up. That is essentially exactly what is happening with your body is you are asking your body to perform at an optimum, optimum level, yet you are not giving it the tools it needs to do that. Yes. Do you guys understand why this conversation was so important today? Because I know if you follow me on social media, you see, I try to show up by example. You know, I hold myself accountable by posting my workouts a lot of the times in the mornings and then also posting fun, quick workouts for people to do as a no excuse, no gym needed type of a thing. But at the end of the day, it is the thing that fills up my tank, you know, the movement the hydration, the eating real food, you know, as a competitive bodybuilder, you know, there was often times where you were just shoveling in egg whites and protein powder, and maybe a piece of fish out of your purse in the car. Um, so that's not sustainable for many people. It's also not necessary in order to like fill up that gas tank. There are so many ways and, and easy ways to be able to do that. Nowadays, we don't have any more excuses. If you can afford to drop five, six bucks on a coffee twice a day, you can afford to meal prep and or plan some sort of healthy, nutritious food to get into your body in order to fill up that gas tank. I think for me, when people ask me, what is my, what is my trick? Or what is the secret sauce? Or what are the things that I do in order to do all the things, right? Because people see this laundry list of things that I do. And they're like, how do you do it all? Well, this is how I do it. I make sure I take care of myself first, which for a long time, when I first had my son, it, it did feel selfish. And it did feel like everybody else's needs should come first. I mean, I come from a service-based industry where, you know, clients, you always put your client first. And after 10 hours a day behind the chair, you know, that was true. I was putting my clients first and myself second. I wasn't going to the bathroom when I needed to. I wasn't drinking water. I was just sucking down coffee. I would skip meals and wonder why I had a headache every day at three o'clock. Um, luckily, you know, nothing physical happened to me in the sense that I, you know, went blind or anything like that, but I definitely wasn't healthy. I definitely didn't feel good in my body. I definitely, headaches are not normal. And, you know, I'm sure the version that I was giving to my clients wasn't as amazing as it could have been if I could have shown up at the best version of myself. And I think that's the part where we lie to ourselves and say that we're putting everyone else first. But in reality, they're getting a quarter tank version of us when they would probably prefer shorter amounts of a, a full tank version of us. So what are some things that you implement every day? Do you have routines and rituals that you practice in order to show up and do all the things that you do? Because you you seem like you're like me, where we have a lot of things that we love to do. We love to have our different pots spinning and or plates spinning in the air. And it's just who we are. You know, it, there's quite a few things. I think the first one is that you, you actually have to connect with why you want to get healthy. Because bikini season is, you know, right around the corner. That's not enough right? Because on the days that you don't feel like it or the days that you're scheduled or the days that you wake up and the dog threw up or whatever. And you're like, I'm not doing it. I'm out. Like I'm not doing it. You have to connect with that deeper why, because you have to get through those bigger days, those harder days. And if you have a business meeting, right? And we're all, whether you're climbing your, your corporate ladder, running a business, running a family, you have major things going on. And you give, just like you said, you give all of yourself to everybody else, Right. You would never walk into a meeting with a client being like, oh, I have your report half done. And um, yeah, one of the team members, he's finishing up another call. Like he'll be in, in, in to join us in, in just a minute. He, you know, um, can we push this back 15 minutes? Is that cool? Like you would never do that for your business ever. Your body needs to be treated that same way. It needs to have that same priority on your schedule. It needs to have that same urgency to take care of it. So 
connecting with your why on why you want to get healthy. If you want to grow your business X million or X amount of dollars, you have to, your, your body has to be performing. Maybe that's your why, right? Because being tired every night and waking up late or hitting snooze five times, that's not going to help you perform and reach your, your financial goals that you want in your business or your career. So really connecting with that why is number one. Number two is like no foods are bad or good. Food is not bad or good. Food is food. And I would just encourage everybody to understand and basic macros, not counting, just understand what a protein, fat, and a carb is and what it does for your body will help you. So if you are out like a, with a busy day, you might need a little bit of extra fat and carbs to kind of keep your engine revving throughout the day. By sitting there and being like, oh my God, carbs are the devil. We can't eat these. Like I'm not going to do carbs and I'm going to do intermittent fasting with no carbs and make sure I do keto, like doing all these things, that's not healthy. It is energy. And so if I have like a busy day out and about, I make sure that I have carbs because that is my like energy boost. I need it, but I want to sustain. So I'm going to have some protein and fat in there too. Plus like I'm working out, so I want to keep my muscles going. So I need that protein. So I'd encourage just a basic knowledge of understanding what carbs, fats, and proteins are. It's that way, no matter where you are, you can eat and create a meal that is beneficial to what your energy output is. It's not ba- it's not like rocket science. I promise you I am not that smart. It is literally just being like, okay, do I want to fill up my tank like all the way or just like a little bit right now? Like what do I need and how do I want to show up? Before I came on this recording this with you right now, I was like, mm, I could wait till after to have lunch. And I'm like, no. And I stopped and I walked to the kitchen and I made my lunch in five minutes. These are other things. Learn quick, simple lunches and um, meals that you can have. And I energize. So now I am 100% focused on this, not thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so starving. When is this going to be over? Like, I'm like, we can sit here and talk forever because I'm, I'm good. We're fueled up. Same thing. It was my son's home on uh, spring break right now. So I had a 15 minutes to bank all of us lunch. And I sat and had lunch with him too, even though I wasn't quite hungry because I'm still on my coffee buzz slash podcasting buzz because I've been podcasting all morning. But that's the thing. Like my brain functions so much better when I actually keep the fuel level up. And that's one of the things that I think, yes, having a basic understanding of protein, carbs, and fats will help you make better decisions about what food you need to eat throughout the day, right? If you don't need to use your brain, you could go a little less with the carbs. If you don't need to expend much energy and you just want to sit on the couch, you probably can omit some carbs and fats and just focus on protein, especially if you're working out, you want to be feeding those muscles, right? So there are a yeah, we could deep dive into all of those things. And I think if people have questions, you guys reach out, DM us. We love to talk about that stuff. I just love to share that as well. Because honestly, once you have that basic understanding, it's so much easier to look at food as fuel. And depending on what I have going on throughout the week, like, how do I want to feel? Is it okay to feel a little bloated? Am I fine to eat pizza? Because I don't really have anything going on this weekend. Sure. Is it okay? Maybe I should stick to salads and and lots of protein and fats uh, because I do want to get into a bikini this weekend. There are ways that you can manipulate and enjoy the process versus it being like really frustrating and challenging. I think when we have a strong why behind anything, it helps us show up even when we're not motivated, right? Like you have to be dedicated to your why around anything, business and, you know, your health um, in order to have real success. So that was going to be my next question. Like with all that you've done, with all the success that you've had on paper and in real life, you know, what, what would your, 
I guess it's always like a tricky question. Like, what is your definition of success? Do you have that? I'm sure it's changed over the years, right? From the girl who was, you know, running that huge book of business to the mom and the business owner you are now with everything you've learned and gone through. Can you answer that question? Oh yeah. I can humbly answer that question. Let me tell you, cause it, like you said, like before it was to win, right? Like, and it was to win at anything, whether it was horses or business, um, career, like having the best dogs, like all the things, like it was to win. Um, and that was very naive. I didn't know any better. Right. Once I had kids then it became about the kids. Um, and now most recently I can tell you it's about creating memories. So for us, it is all like success for my husband and I together with our general contracting business, with the podcast, with the horses, with everything we have going on, it is to create memories. So we have made like 2022, we definitely slimmed down in a lot of the ventures that we were participating on so that we could create more time and more focus on our current businesses to get to the point to create memories and experiences for us as a family and with the kids. So for success... It's doing that, but also me being present, be being present for it. Um, that's something that I can tell you I've struggled with because I'm always like thinking five steps ahead. Um, and whether I could tell you probably sometimes it's, it's absolutely helped me and sometimes it's hurt me, you know, and I could tell you with the kids for sure. And even with my team, it is being more present when I'm with them focusing on them. So like eating for me is like I ache so I could be 100% focused on you right now and not think about anything else. So I think it's, um, it's going to evolve again. I know it will. I'll be humbled again at some point. Um, I feel like it's almost every other day, but, um, (laughs) I will be humbled again, probably significantly. This, these last few years have been, they've been a doozy. I've been, I feel like in a life university, like learning lesson but it's been yeah. great. I mean, you're not alone. You're, you're not alone. And I know anyone listening to the show right now is shaking their head like, girl, you are not alone. And that is why probably why you started your podcast to connect with more people who might be going through the same transitions in life experiences as you. And I think that's one of the reasons why maybe anyone starts their podcast is to kind of just share their perspective on their experiences and to share those humbling experiences that you may have had before that got you to where you are now. Because I know you, you talk about the three steps that you have on how we can pivot our career by leveraging our past. And when I read that as one of your topics to chat about, I was like, that's so interesting because I'm in a huge pivotal place in my life where I've decided to finally go all in on the podcast, creating the podcast course and helping people connect their voice to their brand through podcasting. And that took me a long time to get to. I mean, even in the grand scheme of like stepping into online business, it's been almost four years until I got really clear on what my message is. And I think we have so many people who want to know what their thing is right off the jump. Like they aren't willing to let something go or to make any sort of pivots unless they know what's going to happen or they have some guarantee on something. And we're speaking to a ton of people still in the beauty industry because that's where I came from after 22 years. I have a lot of people that follow me who are in the service-based industry. And I know this to be true for a lot of them that they probably are at some pivotal stage where they want to maybe be doing something different or they want to be adding something in, not just trading time for money behind the chair, but they have no clue what that is. They have no idea what it would look like to pivot. So can you walk us through what your process is to help people maybe figure that out? Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll just share it from my own personal experience, right? Because I think, you know, you had mentioned um, creating the podcast and one of the things that I grew up hearing from my grandfather was, this is funny, 
take your spankings off someone else's behind. So basically learn from others, right? So one thing that Chris and I, my husband and I have, I feel like we've like prided ourselves on until the last couple of years is like, we'll do the hard stuff. Like we will go do the hard stuff and like we do it the hard way, like to learn the hard way. And I'm over that. Okay. I'm over that period of my life right now. I'm finally going to listen to my grandfather and like learn from others. What did they do that worked? What did they wish they had done? Right? What didn't work? And so, with creating that podcast or having these platforms, is like, let me just share. Like, I, I will share anything and everything. I invested in a franchise. I lost a million dollars. Let me tell you why. Like, let me, like, let me share this with you because I don't want you to make the same mistakes as me. And if I can help you by my experience, let's do it. And I feel that like this podcasting platform is so valuable in that that it's just. It's just something that we have to leverage. And so um, I just, again, appreciate you having me on today, but being able to share these life experiences to help others is the total goal for creating a podcast. And so with pivoting, um, gosh, okay. So my most recent pivot, I have been coaching clients um, over the last several years uh, in the health industry. Um, I really focus on more mindset coaching as well as nutrition coaching rather than the fitness, like the exercise type coaching. Um, and I found that I was trading, like you said, service-based time for money, right? And it just wasn't working for me for our long-term goals as a family. We also have a general contracting business. And for me, I knew my ego was getting in the way. Because as you have all heard on this wonderful talk today, I've been very much like, let me go do it myself, get out of my way. Even if I fail, I'm good with it. Like I'll fail quick and move on. And I finally had to take a step back and be like, wow, we have this great company. I help out on the back end, kind of behind the scenes. My husband is the GC. He's amazing at what he does. It's incredible. But there's this whole other area of business that we haven't even tapped into. And I'm like, for me to do that, I need to let go of Shelly having Shelly's coaching and Shelly's businesses that I've had in the past. And I need to go all in on our business. And it was an ego thing for me to be able to do that. However, one of the questions that I always encourage anyone to ask themselves, and this is what I asked me too, was if I don't make this change, where will I be one year from now? And when I asked myself that change, I knew that I would still be trading time for money. And that's not where I wanted to be. I looked at the goals that I wanted to create and asked myself, if I make this change, how much faster can I reach the goal? Or what other hurdles could be in the way of me reaching this goal? And immediately it was like, oh, Shelly, get out of your own way. Okay, like, let's do this. And literally it's been amazing, you know, the general contracting business is going great in like the podcasting. So like I had shared earlier, we streamlined 2022 was all about streamlining um, and getting very focused and the rewards have been amazing. So um, those are the, the two questions I would absolutely um, encourage anyone to just ask. And sometimes asking yourself is good, but sometimes you need someone else to ask you because having someone else like listen and kind of repeat back what you're saying it might surprise you what you're saying and how you're saying it. And so always kind of having like a teammate, whether that's a therapist or a coach or someone else, a, true, a best friend, like having someone else kind of be there just to like 
listen and repeat back will be a game changer for you. A hundred percent. And I think you may even have like a spouse or a best friend or somebody, but having these deeper conversations with them and, and asking them to be that mirror for you and asking them to repeat back what you're saying, or did you notice that you said this five times in our last sentence? So I had a girlfriend and it's funny that we just led to this. I had a girlfriend that we've had several conversations over the last year around what, what I was doing. And she would come back always to, well, what do you, what do you want? And I would, I would get so mad and she would ask me that question. What do you mean? What do I want? This is what I have to do. Is like, what would be my like defensive response? It's not about what I want. And she would just sit back and smile. She has this very, like, she's always happy and positive, almost like annoyingly positive, but you're like grateful. She's your friend. And we got through that piece where I said, please just stop asking me what I want. Let's go, let's go to, how do I want to feel? And so we, we kind of like broke it down into this little bit. And if you go all the way back to, if I don't make this change, where will I be one year from now? I had to do that with this back and forth that I was doing the last year and a half between taking clients behind the chair still. I loved the time I had with the clients, right? The connection piece, because some of them were with me 15, 20 years. But the act and art of doing hair and trading time for money in that form of fashion, right? Being stuck to a space, a brick and mortar, my whole goal and my, my idea of success at the time was location freedom. I'm fine to trade time for money at some level to scale something. That's not where I'm at right now, but I need to be able to do it anywhere I wanted because for 22 years, I couldn't do it wherever I wanted. If I wasn't there, I wasn't making money. So it was, that was the first easiest answer for me versus like, what do you want? That was the, what do I want? And getting rooted to the why behind that, like we were talking about before with the health and all of that, I think the version of me that would come home from the salon was not the same version of me that would come out of the podcast studio. And luckily I have a partner now who is like a teammate who I was able to ask, what do you think I should do? Here's, here's what I'm debating between. And it was him seeing and calling out that version of me saying, well, you do love what you do and it's good money. And it's something you don't really have to work at. You can just show up. It's there. You've built the business, but the version of you that comes home from that is tired, exhausted. You don't want to talk to anybody. You're not really bringing much home. But the person that comes out of the podcast studio after four or five hours of podcasting, you are lit up. You are like shiny with energy. You you seem like you have more energy than when you went in. What if you could take that energy and double down on it and go in full time to do that? What would happen to the podcast? And I said, I have no freaking idea, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> but I'm scared. And so we, you know, we worked out a plan of what would happen and how I would slowly like, you know, let my clientele go. And I have to tell you, like, it's the scariest, most liberating thing I've ever done. And it's crazy because you, like you probably starting that career that you had all that success early on, that was me when I started in the industry too. And so to walk away from something or to give up something when it's quote unquote, not that bad, or most people would be grateful you know, that shame around wanting more was something I had to kind of bust through that limiting belief of, well, what is fucking possible? I have no idea. Like I've seen other people go and do these things, but I could never do that. You know, who am I to have a podcast? Who wants to listen to me? Did you have any of that come up when you thought about starting your podcast? Because now that I have a podcast course, I feel like I'm seeing that come out in so many people where they'll say in one breath, oh, I've always wanted to have a podcast. And I'm like, well, it's really easy. You don't even need my course. You literally could just post an episode today. And they're like, oh, well, I could never. And so I know it's so much more than like, I'm too busy or I don't have the means to do it. Were there some things that came up for you when you started your podcast? Yes, absolutely. And it came with like delaying to start. 
Right. Because that, that whole imposter syndrome of like, who would want to listen to me? Like who, who am I? Right. Like who am I that anyone would really want to listen to me? This is ridiculous. I shouldn't do it. Oh, it's not the right time. Cause I was going to launch in December and I was like, oh, but it's the holidays. And I'm like, oh, but it's the new year. Oh, but, oh, but I was like coming up with all the, and finally I'm like, Shelly, enough time to go. And I like set a date, had my producer and I was like, go. I wanted to launch with six episodes. I launched with three. Like I was like, okay, that whole thing, like embrace imperfection. I had to, when it came to the podcast, because I was like my first few episodes, the microphone wasn't perfect, but I was like, oh, we're going with it. You know, it took me a, a few times to like get there, but I feel like that's part of the beauty of it is is like letting go of like that perfection, letting go of, I mean, cause in the corporate world, like, Oh, you can't say that Shelly, you need to have a better filter. Like we can't mm, bring it down a notch. Right. Like always trying to like, kind of like quiet me, you know? And I'm, I'm like, I feel like a lot of my success and a lot of the success with Chris and I, and those around us has been because we aren't afraid to say it how it is not in a negative way, but like, this is how you should do it. This is how you shouldn't do it. Here's what I learned. Like here, like just that no fluff, no BS. Here's what it is. Take it or leave it. But I'm just going to be upfront, honest, full integrity with everything shared. And I think that when you settle on what your values are, it really doesn't matter. And if my, if one of my shows helps one person and this was a hard thing for me because I dealt with large numbers and I had like a media company that we're making some changes on. Let's say I reached over 3.2 million people. So like to now be like, I want the one, just let me help the one person. That was hard for me to wrap my head around. But now I'm like, oh, what if I could help this one person? Like I have an episode coming out tomorrow, like I don't when this airs, but it's, it's coming out on uh, April 11th. Let's say this on my podcast and it's with a marriage and family therapist. And we're talking about it with high achievers and marriages and high achieving women. And I'm like, this episode will save someone's marriage. And I am so excited to be able to share that message. And if we didn't do it, if we didn't start the podcast, if, if we just didn't like meet these people and have these amazing connections, share the stories it could mean it's like another statistic, another divorce. And I'm like, no, this is going to be the, this will save somebody's marriage. And I'm so excited for it. And just like everything. So I think embracing, getting back to what, what you had originally asked, just kind of embracing that imperfection. I, if I help one person, it's a win. And that's what I'm like focused on right now is like, let me help that one. So bring down, it's not like your expectations because changing one life is like a pretty incredible thing. It's, it's that that one life matters just as much as 3.2 million. It is the same. And once I like fully embrace that, now I'm like, oh, gangbusters, like, let's go. Like, this is amazing. Well, and you know, anyone listening, they're usually alone. So if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're on your walk, maybe you're driving in your car, maybe you're in the shower. I don't know, maybe you're doing something, but you're probably alone. And that's why I find podcasting to be one of the most intimate things that you can connect with somebody on. And it reminds me very much of when I'm sitting with just a client. It's just usually me and them. And that vulnerability piece of someone to be fully present listening to your show 
you know, even if you're cleaning the house right now, or even if you're doing whatever, you're, you're in a flow state usually when you're listening to a podcast. And, you know, I try to think of myself as a recipient. I'm always like, I always get something out of a podcast, even if it's a reminder of something I already knew, or it's just a gentle pep talk, or if it's some sort of positive propaganda. I've really never found a podcast that left me feeling less than or not inspired or not motivated, right? Sometimes they're even talking about a topic. I have no clue what it's about, but I always challenge myself. Like when I I read a book that's maybe not where I'm at, I try to find something in that story that I can make relatable to me or someone else. You know, like I stumbled across a podcast the other day that talked about how to run meetings in corporate. I'm like, well, I don't run a corporate meeting, but my boyfriend does all the time. So I listened to it enough to understand that he might be able to use it. And I sent it to him. And I was like, that's helping one person. Like, and I was able to facilitate that layup and give it to him. And he ended up sharing it with his company. And it was like this whole ripple effect. So I think focusing on that one person is such a beautiful reminder and takeaway for anybody listening to the show who thinks that they don't have what it takes to start their own podcast. Because Anybody who started a podcast thought like that at some point, like nobody wants to listen to my show. I thought my voice was super annoying. It still probably kind of is sometimes, but that's not the point. The point is your love and your level of service to others to be able to like pull some perspective and share your insights and bring on guests who you're going to be able to connect with. Like only you can, only you are going to have your own perspective to be able to ask them questions in a way that might relate to your community or people who are coming to you because they already know, like, or trust you or starting to like become aware of who you are. So I love that. I feel like for me, podcasting ended up unlocking parts of my voice. And you touched on that earlier because I remember about, I don't know if this happened to you or if you already worked through it before you started. I remember around episode like 35 or 40, um, starting to feel some resistance around wanting to sit down and record. When it came to interviews, I was okay because I usually, I'm good at making things about other people like many of us are. Um, But when it came time to sit down to do solos, I just had all this resistance. I couldn't figure out what it was. And I think through a breathwork session, I realized that I had named the podcast Beauty Inspires Beauty because that was like kind of my, my brand at the time. And for some reason, I had all of this feminine energy around the word beauty and being girly and soft and you know, if anybody knows me or listens to this show, they know that's generally not like how someone would describe me. Girly, yeah. Anyways, so I realized it was because I was trying to shelter myself and kind of, you know, put a filter on things. And I like to cuss and I have something called Fuck Yeah Fridays where I send that out. And I have a retreat called Chill the Fuck Out. So the fact that I was trying to not be myself was what was holding me back. And it's that authenticity piece that you talked about. Like, if I could just show up and be my true authentic self and help one person by being me, that is the whole point of us being on this planet because we are all uniquely ourselves. No one can say it like you. No one's going to have your insight. No one has your experience. And so if that isn't like pause for someone to check themselves right now and be like, maybe what I have to say is important, even if it's not going to be solving world hunger on your podcast, like someone tuning in, hearing themselves inside a version of your story can change a lot of things right? And you having that podcast on marriage could definitely and will definitely help someone have some insight that hopefully they can take back and have some tools to use. Um, And like anything, that's the coolest thing about podcasting is like, I love the I don't know what I don't know. I love to be the student and go into something being like, okay, you're the fourth person who's talked about Alex Ramosi's podcast as like one of your favorites. And for some reason, I just haven't listened to any of his stuff. 
even though I know who he is, I've seen his content. It's just like, I'm like, well, okay, he keeps popping in my world. I got to go get into his shit. So that's the cool thing about like, that person might not have anything to do with my industry, might not have the same background as me, but I can definitely go learn something from him. Right. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love that. And that's the thing is like, you don't have to pick up everything that you hear. We shouldn't like, so I think filtering who we are is not okay, but I think filtering what we take in, what we watch, what we listen to, what we say, I think that is important for a healthy lifestyle. Health isn't always just eating and exercising, right? Staying in a job that you feel like sheltered or boxed in or not treated fairly. I mean, I've been, I've been in some crazy stuff in corporate America, right? Like if you are feeling like that, that is unhealthy as well. And that will take effect on your body, whether it's physically like me or internally, right? Or mentally, there is so much that goes with it that like, that's why I love, like my show is called the business of being healthy. It's the course, the correlation between business and health and talking about all the things in between, like staying, staying filtered, staying boxed up is not healthy. We need to come out, but I think it's sharing like all of these little bits of wisdom and you start, it's like connecting the dots. You're like, Oh, great. Like I just connected you with Alex Hormozzi and you're going to be like, wow. I mean, I know you heard from him, like other people referring him and you're gonna be like, Oh wow. Layla, his wife, like she's a badass. I kind of want to listen to her. I don't run multi-million dollar companies. She's the CEO. Like I don't really have a team or an organization, but man, I really could learn something because maybe I, someday I will like, so you, then you start like going in here and there and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is so great. You may along the lines get introduced to somebody and you listen, you're like, this isn't for me. No problem. Turn it off, move on. Right. And that is like the, the beauty of like navigating your choice, your pivot, your life is just recognizing you aren't stuck. You can control the things that you can control. And I think the first step is like getting out of your own way, like setting that imposter syndrome aside. It's still there. I'm not saying it's not, it's always, she's right here, like all day long. Like I know it, I'm just stronger than her. I have quieted her enough, filtered her so that I can come forward and like share multiple stories with guests and experience that I have. I am with you, by the way, side note on the, the interview episodes, love them. Absolutely love them. The solo episodes, I cherish the listener's time so much. I'm like, okay, I want to make sure it's organized. So if they're running on the treadmill or driving in their car, they can be like, okay, steps one, two, and three, and like move on with life that I'm like, I put so much time into them. I'm like, this is so hard. I just want to interview people. It's so easy. And that's a perfect example of her sharing that. I'm so glad that you were just so raw about that because I think sometimes we think we have to be this content producing machine and you don't, you can have a podcast and use any style. You can interview, you can do solos, you can do one minute, two minute, five minutes. Some people put a podcast out every single day with just a mantra. One of my girlfriends, she's a health and wellness um, guru, Jean Aliotti, shout out to her. She was so scared of something being called a podcast. She's like, I just have mantras that I say every day in the car. I said, call it your mantra pause. Like instead of a podcast, it's a mantra cast or something. And she was like, Oh, that's a really good idea. She started like the next day. She just like downloaded anchor and said her mantra in the car, posted it. And then like a few days later, she didn't tell anybody. Then a few days later, she created a graphic. And then a few days later, she shared with me that she actually had written a fucking book 
And I'm like, Gina, like, I'm like, listen. And so she just was intimidated by the term podcast. Who am I to have a podcast? I'm like, you have stepped on the Olympian stage with Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're intimidated by a fucking podcast. I'm like, you talk all day long and share your workouts. She just couldn't. It was like, for some reason, this weird block. So we renamed it, right? Like Sasha Fierce is Beyonce when she steps on stage. So whatever you have to do to get yourself in the headspace, however you have to show up, like, Again, podcasting isn't going to be for everyone. So take this bit or leave it. But I definitely think, or maybe I'll ask you, do you think it's helped you connect to your voice a little bit more like through podcasting, being able to like speak up and really be authentic? So for, for me personally, like I said, corporate America used to always try to filter me because like I, at a very young age found my voice um, and it's hurt me sometimes, but that's okay. Um, No. So one thing that I feel very fortunate is the experience that I've gained. Uh, I have a media company within the equine industry. And over the last two-ish years, we've uh, I've done lots of like long format educational video with like experts, panelists, being a moderator, live interviews. So I've done all this live work. And it was funny when it's live, like podcasting, you could edit out stuff. Like you could some you know, when I interview some people, they're like, Hey, can we chop that out? Yeah, no problem. You know, like I just go live. Like every time I go on, I'm like, we're going live. And so that way, if I screw up or say something wrong or something out of way, I'm like, well, I'm live. We have to keep moving on. And that's just like the experience that I was just fortunate, right? It was just like a lucky situation in the business that we created that it was all live. I didn't have the choice. And so now I just carry that on because I think sometimes I heard this, um, in a, in a mastermind group that I'm a part of one of the gals every day, she was struggling with doing stories cause she record it and then delete it and then, you know, re-record and then re-record. And it was like, she would finally be like, no stories, like, screw this. It's not perfect. I can't do it. And for 30 days, she said, whatever I record, I'm posting. Like I am not allowed to delete it. And she did that for 30 days. She goes, it changed everything. She's like, I screwed up. I said this, I said that. And I just kept doing it. And I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, like, I think there's a lot of times where we don't give our past experience in life the credit it deserves. Like you sharing that, well, that makes sense. You're going to have a successful podcast, but it's interesting. Like you're sticking to something that you feel comfortable with. And that, I want to encourage people to do that. Where are their skill sets in your life before that you can use in your future, right? Because what, what is like a good exercise? I had Candy Valentino came into this mastermind experience I was at one day. She was teaching about finance and she's this like amazing woman who just like, you probably know she is, she's local. But she had us do this exercise that literally brought almost everyone to tears. She was like, so many of you are thinking about the things that you cannot do. You're so blocked by, you know, this or that or whatever. So she had us do an exercise, long story short, where we wrote down everything that we'd ever overcome in life or gotten through or accomplished. And so we had quite a bit of time and, you know, that yummy emotional music to write it all out. And I started tearing up, writing all the things down. I'd never done that for myself in 42 years. Like she was like, and if you struggle in the beginning with like giving yourself credit for things, go all the way back to, I learned how to walk. You know, I got through grade school or I, I, you know, whatever it might be, start with small things. And so you start to pick up momentum and make a list of all the things that you've overcome and you've done in your life. So that when you are feeling that imposter syndrome, like both of us did experience at one point when starting, you can look back at all the things you've overcome or that you tried or that you did that didn't kill you, that didn't take you out and use that as proof that you are enough, that you have enough in you to create whatever it is that you want in your life, whether it's health and fitness goals, whether it's starting a podcast, whether it's completely pivoting from one 
maybe lucrative business into something you're not even quite sure what's going to come out of it. You know, trusting yourself and trusting that intuitive knowingness that we all have and letting those nudges push you into the next right thing or to move you through something that feels inauthentic now. Maybe because it worked for you for the longest time, you feel guilt around letting it go. I know I did, but who I was at 17 deciding to be a hairdresser is not who I am at 42 now. I have different things that I want to accomplish and different messages I want to share. And, you know, I am now back to the, like you said, I'm so glad you shared that, that one person I may be able to help through a podcast. And so if we're able to help you listening to this podcast, it would mean the world if you shared it with somebody or let us know on social media, tag us, or just shoot us a DM. It doesn't even have to be a public display of affection. You can just let us know individually because it really is hearing from you or getting those ratings or reviews on the podcast that mean the world and let us know that we are helping and we're moving in the right direction and that us showing up um, matters and means something because we're still human. I still like to know that what I'm doing matters to somebody, even if it's just one person at a time. And I know you probably feel the same. Shelly, this was such a great conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. I know the listeners are going to get so much out of this as well. If not just a reminder that we have the choice in how we show up, we have the choice in taking care of ourselves. And if they are here listening to Unscripted, they know that I love being their tough love coach and making them believe in themselves a little bit more than they don't. So if y'all got to borrow our belief that we've grown, take it, take it, take all you need. We've got enough to share. Um, and remember that, you know, you're put here for a reason and any parting words you want to leave the unscripted community with Shelly? No, I mean, I just first have to thank you so much. I mean, what a fun conversation. I know we could go on for longer, but what a great conversation. It was just real and raw. And that's the, that's the thing. I think just, make sure what you're doing is aligned with your values. If it's aligned with your values, it can't be wrong. Like that's it. Everyone can hate you for it, but it doesn't matter. It was aligned with your values. It felt good and it could help that one person. And so, so long you stay true to that, you will be absolutely great. And your point on what Can- Candy Valentino did, oh my gosh, I literally just, my episode 26 on the Business of Being Healthy show, I would love for all of you to come over and give it a listen. I literally talked about this. That is a skill that I have. I used to have my old uh, coaching clients go through was listing out everything that you've been able to overcome. You have no idea how strong you are based upon your past. And so I highly encourage you to listen to that. Listen to this again and just kind of go through what Candy um, had everyone do. I mean, it will definitely change your life. Seriously. I think that couldn't be more well said. And I feel like when we... Can, can put what's tucked away on paper and, and have it as a reference point. Like keep it in your pocket, put it in your purse, put it by your nightstand, put it on your desk, put it somewhere where you will be reading it on the regular, almost like a goal, right? But read it when you need it, but then also read it when you maybe feel like you're on top of the world too, just to re-remind yourself and build that belief even stronger. I like to put stuff like that inside my journal. So every morning I can reread that as a way to like hit the reset button that no matter what happened yesterday, or the day before, like I can come back to me and recognize my greatness. Because again, like you can't pour from an empty cup. And I love your gas analogy, but you just can't. You can't pour from an empty cup like you would. Um, and the world needs to hear more of people who are lit the fuck up who want to share their shit. So yeah. we're encouraging you. Hell yes, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll have to do this again. I can't wait to meet you in real life. Thank you again for all your amazing insight. You guys go listen to Shelly's podcast, The business of being healthy. I can't wait to tune in and I can't wait to come be a guest on your show too. Heck yeah, you are. It's going to be all the things. All right, girl, we'll talk to you soon. We'll have you back on the show very soon. All right. Thanks so much. Which one of your girls needs to hear this one? 
send this to someone who could use a smile, some encouragement, and a little love from this edgy podcast host. Much thanks and all the love. <laughs>